Mindfulness Mode Special Edition. You feel better about yourself because you you go into this creativity mode or mindfulness mode and it's great. It's great. Both for you and for the other person. Welcome to Mindfulness Mode. This is Bruce Langford. So grateful to have you here, Mindful Tribe. If you're new, welcome to the show. No matter where you are on the planet, if you have children, I expect they're not in school. Do you want to give your children a different focus, a way to introduce mindfulness to your kids in a kind of an interesting, fun way? Well, I've written a free book just for you mindful tribe and and new listeners as well you're now part of mindful tribe i created the book so you could go through with your children and do mindfulness activities with them directly the book is called 21 ways to practice mindfulness with your child every day and uh, you can download it at mindfulnessmode.com 21 ways so today I want to talk about keeping your relationship healthy even through this corona pandemic. And I talked to my my guest earlier today, this is March 24th, we talked so much about COVID-19, about relationships, how to cope through this, that I wanted to publish this right away as a special extra episode, Mindful Tribe. So I hope you're doing fine. I'm thinking about you. I'm just so grateful that you are one of my listeners sit back relax and enjoy my chat today with my new friend Roman today I have a guy from Toronto and of course I'm close to Toronto about two hours away and always love talking to people here in Canada although I don't do it a huge amount for the show but today I'm talking with a gentleman who very kindly reached out to me and uh, he said that he had moved to Canada from Russia and he really would love to be on my show and that he listened to my show and enjoyed it a lot and he's a relationship coach He's an expert when it comes to relationships. So I'm very, very excited to tell you that I have Roman Miranoff with me today. Hey, Roman, are you in mindfulness mode today? Uh, hi, Bruce. Hi, <laughs> hi <Yes>. Roman. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm definitely in the mindfulness mode. That's awesome. Well, Roman, it's great to have a chance to talk to you, and I get you know, so many people reaching out to me, you know, dozens and dozens and dozens of people every single week. And your email stood out to me. And it stood out to me because it was very personal. And you obviously put some thought into it. And you were mentioning about my podcast and that you listened to it and so on. And so I I was just uh, drawn to your to your email and then you have a website and you've got a, a little video on your website talking about relationships and so on. So anyway, mindfulness as it is uh, related to relationships, that's what I'm interested in, of course, today is all about relationships. But what does mindfulness mean to you, Roman? Well, I think mindfulness is such a big part of my life that I, <laughs> I frankly, I don't know where to start. But like if we talk about definitions for me mindfulness is the ability to be really really present 
in in the current moment just to be fully aware of what's going on around me right now and speaking of that we've got this whole world pandemic going on around us i'm recording this today march Let's see what is the date today this is march 24th and man this is a serious serious issue that's going on all around us and uh here in Canada, you know, I think most of our citizens, from what I see, are are taking it pretty seriously and are practicing social distancing, and and a lot of us are confining ourselves pretty much to our homes. What's life like for you, Roman, right now? And I know that you came from Russia and have been here in Canada for ten months. Uh, what's life like for you right now in Toronto, Ontario, Canada? You know, f- like physically, I'm pretty good. Mm-hmm. I also stay at home yeah. and I, I, I try to go outside as little as possible. So definitely mm-hmm. to be on the safe side. But you know what? And, and here is where mindfulness comes in. You know, just like I said, being in the present moment helps me not worry about the folks back in, in Russia because I have here there my son. He's 10 years old. My parents my brother, my friends, and I could be worrying about them, you know, all the time. But by being mindful, by training that mindfulness muscle that I've been doing for for the last couple of years, I can, you know, stay in the present moment and stay calm and just think about the next step, what's going to happen next for me. Right, right. So your son is 10 years old and he's still back in Russia. He is, right. Yeah. Is he with his mother? Yeah, sure. Yeah. And so do you communicate with him by like FaceTime or video conferencing or something? Yes, every day we're, we we keep in touch every day. And what platform do you use? Do you use Zoom? No, uh, I actually use Viber. Oh, okay. Viber. Okay. Yes. And that works well for you. And do you feel a pretty close connection even though you're thousands of miles away? Yes, yes, especially because I, you know, with this long distance relationships, I've been trying to really be creative. And that's one thing I like about it, because I know that, you know, just talking doesn't, doesn't work too great all the time. Mm-hmm. So I, for example, one way that I came up with is using videos, like short mm-hmm. motivational videos that I shoot. Yeah almost every day and then I send them to my son and like to my parents and that works pretty well. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. And does he send some back to you? <laughs> not, not yet. No, <laughs> no. Oh, that's really cool. So, uh, so obviously you're not with your wife, so you're a relationship coach. So tell us, can you tell us what happened there and what's, what's the situation in your life as far as relationships are concerned? Yeah, with uh, she's my ex-wife, yeah. so my, my son's mother, and we divorced six years ago. Mm-hmm. That that was that was pretty devastating for me, and that's one big reason that I I've become a relationship coach. I don't want people to suffer like I did. I don't want I don't want them to lose that important relationship. Wow, I totally understand. I'm divorced myself, and when I went through that divorce, it was 
so incredibly devastating. I can't even describe it. It was a long time ago now, but I just, like in my own mind, I was completely committed to this person and I was determined to make it work. And I, I said to her, let's get relationship counseling like this. We're obviously having some problems. Let's get a relationship counselor. And, and we did. And we worked on that for two years. But what about you? Did you go through that kind of thing, a relationship counselor? No, no. And, and now I realize that was a big mistake. Yeah. I, I, w- I wish I could have. Well, you know, I guess there are a lot of relationship counselors out there, but it's not always easy to, because you both kind of have to be on the same page to do it. My, my ex-wife didn't really want to do it at all at first, but I, I gradually convinced her to, and then we both went to this person and we really respected him. We both did. Um, and it seemed like we would go to him and our relationship would be better. And then there would be a gradual decline, you know, day by day, it would sort of become a little weaker, a few more problems, a little weaker. And then we'd kind of look at the calendar as to, okay, when's our next appointment, you know? (laughs) And then it would, it would, same thing happen again. Then things would be better. We'd feel better about things and then it would start to decline. So do you have that experience with some of the clients that you work with in your coaching that you do? Yes, that happens to some of some people. That's true. Because it's, it's like after, after the session, they get this motivational boost that keeps them going for a while, yeah, right? Yeah. But they, if they fail to do the actual work, if they fail to do the exercises that I give them, if they, if they don't really buy into what I trying to motivate them with, they, they fail eventually. Mm. Well, it does happen. Yeah. Tell us a success story that you've had with, with a couple or with someone that you've worked with. I've had a lot of success with people who start dating uh-huh. and I, I help them move from dating to a relationship because I think this is where my core strength is because uh, I, I understand the whole paradigm of this and I think I have like a big bag of tricks for for helping the person to build confidence mm-hmm. from 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 dating into a relationship and also you know uh, you, you use all those d- different techniques s- small techniques that help you know move the relationship along to something bigger well here in Canada i mean we're part of the north american culture and it is so different than European culture, so different from life in Russia. Has it been a huge transition for you to get used to what it's like here? Frankly, yes. I would think so. Uh, yes, yes. People are are very different here. Yes. Very different. Can you tell us about that? I think that so far, the main difference that I've seen is that th- there is more social isolation. Yes. Definitely. Yes. And uh, I, I think I, I've read... There was, uh, I read statistics and in 2016, there were about 30, 30% Canadians living alone. Right. So that that's becoming more of a norm. And in Russia, it's not like that. People are, people are friendlier. It's not that they're friendlier. I think they, 
you know, socialize more, mm-hmm. way more than than in Canada. We seem to have gradually moved to that place. I mean, I think when I was younger, I think our families all socialized more and we were more connected and we were far less, um, we were far less people who traveled. We just kind of stayed in our own little community a lot more. We had our church, we had our little uh, functions that happened within our our immediate families and our local community. And that was more where life was centered. And now, of course, we're traveling around all the time and and so on, not with the coronavirus, but I mean, that's yes. the way life has become is we've reached out more, like in, in that we travel, we go to conferences, we go away on vacation, we do all these things. But at home, when we live our day-to-day life, there's far less connection with other people. True. What's the solution? I, I don't think there is one solution that fits all situations, right? I think you you need to start... The first step is awareness, mm-hmm. of course. So being aware, for example, you might feel lonely, right? Yeah. So that's... Yeah. You realize that, and the next step is to create an action plan. Just... Uh, and start with the very first action. And I, I would suggest that the first action would be to, you know, start reaching out to the people around you. For example, simple things that I do is, for example, someone asks me, how are you? Mm-hmm. And instead of giving a, a very, like, automatic answer, like, I'm good or like, I'm great, thank like you. Like a Canadian uh, answer. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I think of something that's going on in my life right now, maybe something that I'm doing mm-hmm. or just I'm going somewhere. For example, I might say that I'm taking a bike, a bike ride to a grocery store. Mm-hmm. And that can be a beginning of a conversation because you say this, the person might say something back to you and then you ask them something, what, right. are they, what they are up to. Right. Like, oh, I'm learning to play a new song on my accordion. Exactly. <laughs> yes, we don't usually talk like that, do we? Exactly. And that's why I know when I do this, I might look weird to people, but that's, it makes it even more, you know, fun, fun to do. Yeah, for sure. So with this coronavirus, I know that so many people are holed up in their homes or apartments and they're not used to that. We're used to going to work and going and dropping the kids off at you know, sports events and lessons and all kinds of things. And we're go, go, go basically all over the place. But now we're all kind of brought back into our homes. So what do you think is going to be the result of this? I've heard that in China, there've been a lot of divorces as a result of this. What are your thoughts? That That's a very good point, actually. I haven't thought about that, how difficult it's going to be, but it definitely will. That's just like just like how you put it. When people stay at home, it puts puts like puts the needle on on all those problems that they have in their relationships. It sort of magnifies them. Right, but it can also 
make like things can be wonderful because if you have a, a reasonably good relationship with your spouse and then you get to spend more time with them and your family, that can be amazingly awesome. And I know it is for me. I love spending time with my wife and my son and he was away at university and now he's home and and it's like, wow, this is great. And my son is a homebody, so he never really worries about wanting to go out or anything like that we're all just perfectly happy to be there i i mean my wife is a nurse though so she has to go to work and face all this uh challenge that we're dealing with but we like being at home and we like doing lots of activities like music and cooking and different kinds of things so and we like reading and you know watching some videos or whatever we've got lots to do it's not like there's nothing to do so What's life like for you? Right now, I'm single. Yeah. So it's not exactly the the place you you are in. It's very enviable, and I actually I actually honor you for that because this is a, a beautiful situation that you've built. So you, your wife and and your your son, you can spend a lot of time together right now. That's that's exciting. I mean, and and you also you you've built these vehicles for, you know, having having a great family life that's that's beautiful especially especially music because uh, I, I know that you're into music and yeah if if you're so your wife and son they they're also into it yes that's, yeah, that's yeah. incredible yeah because me, music is such a such a great family uniting activity i i actually advise my clients to use it strategically in their life like for, for for example, they could after dinner every day they could get together, spend maybe five or ten minutes singing, dancing, yes. and if someone can play a musical instrument, that makes the whole experience even better. Oh, it does, it does. But there's so much we can do even if you can't play an instrument. And uh, right. I know that when I go into schools to do supply teaching, one of the things the kids almost always love to do is if you put on a Just Dance video from YouTube, just put on a Just Dance video and it shows you how to do the dance. And kids really love that. And I do too, because it's <laughs> exercise and it's fun and the music playing and, you know, you just have to kind of let go of inhibitions and not worry about it. And you just, it's, and I think especially with this stress that we're going under with this virus, it's like, yeah, get up and dance and move your body. And, and it helps with, with just how you feel. You feel a lot better. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, it's funny enough, I have dancing as, as part of my mindfulness slash meditation protocol. Ah, tell us about that. <laughs> well, well, basically, my, right now, my, my protocol is has four parts to it. Mm-hmm. I start with mindfulness, then I go to meditation, then I go to recreating a powerful state. So I, I remember, I go back to memory from my past, and then I recreate those feelings that I had back back at that moment in my body and and the last and the last part the fourth component is actually dancing yeah i put on a new song in my headphones and i dance to it awesome like yeah i've tried to be very very crazy because this this releases a lot of energy and uh, makes me feel incredible that's good let's go back to the part about recreating a powerful state so tell us exactly how you do that 
<laughs> okay, so in, in the first part where I do mindfulness and meditation, I now I also expose myself to cold. So I will be standing, I'll be taking a cold shower. Are you a Wim Hofer? I love Wim Hof stuff. So you do the cold shower. How long are you in the cold shower for? 10 minutes. Yeah. So you get Ten minutes, nice and right. cold and it feels amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It feels amazing. And then what I do, I use the power of contrast. So from, from this cold shower, I go and, for example, I can take either hot shower right after that, or I can just stand you know, near the stove, mm-hmm. <laughs> near the stove, and it makes me warm and it makes me appreciate warmth yes. after the cold shower a lot. Yeah. So I feel already great. And then I, because music is so important for me, I go back to some memory where I listened to a song mm-hmm. and I felt great both about the song and about about what's been happening mm-hmm. at the point in my life. For example, I I often uh, I I might often remember the time when I fell in love for the first time oh, yeah. and the girl re- reciprocated and you know I keep playing this memory in my mind yes. and I also remember the song that I I listened to at that moment. Beautiful. And it immediately restores all those great feelings in my body. It, it feels fantastic. Yeah, that's how I do it. I love that. And it brings you right back to that place. How long have you been doing cold showers in Wim Hof? Wow. I've been doing cold showers for three years. Okay. And I've been doing these, th- th- this protocol by Wim Hof for, for about six months, I guess. Ah. Which also includes breathing. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The breathing is amazing. Yeah. I started in uh, November 2018. So it was November 20th, 2018. And uh, so I've had a cold shower every day since then, practically, you know. And uh, I, I just, the more you do it, the more you love it. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's also like building a habit, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, which can help us in other ways in our life. What habit can we build to get us through corona stresses and all the panic and all this? What What do you think? I would say mindfulness. Yeah, me too. Okay. Like all the different aspects you've been talking about. One of the habits that I started is just uh, shutting off the news, you know. And for years, we didn't have TV at all. And I never listened to the news on the radio. I never listened to the news. I've listened to it a bit lately, like in the last couple of months, I've listened to it a bit more. But for months and months and months, I I just didn't listen to the radio or the television. And then I, I discontinued newspaper. I didn't look at that either. And, you know, if there was something really major, I'd hear about it from somebody my wife would mention it or something, you know, because yeah, she's at sure. work and there's a TV on in her break room, you know, so she would know about something. But what do you think about that? I totally agree. Oh, do you? The same thing. Yeah, the same thing with me. I haven't I haven't read or watched news for, for many years. Yeah. I, I, get, <laughs> I get most of my news from my father because okay. we keep in touch a lot. Yeah. He, he's been he's been in rough times recently so oh, we we talk almost on a daily basis and yeah is he really he supportive doesn't. of you he is yeah nice over in russia like i i was talking to a friend yesterday and he says you know there's something strange about the coronavirus and you know when i look at stats from different countries and how many cases there are it seems like in russia they're not reporting any cases and you know i'm just wondering like what's going on there is there a cover up what's happening do you have any thoughts or insight into that yeah 
I should say that there's definitely cover-up. You know, it's been it's been a Russian tradition. Oh, has it for for, for many years? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> which I I'm not surprised by. Right, you, you never believe Russian statistics okay. because they usually don't make sense. So that's that's the one thing. And the second thing is that I think that mm, the healthcare in Russia is basically in trouble. It's way way less efficient oh. than, for example, in Canada, and they. I think they might not even have the capacity to do tests, enough tests, you know? Oh, yeah. That's that's the other reason. So if somebody came down with coronavirus in Russia, what would happen? Would they go to emergency at the hospital? What would they do? They would, yeah, sure, sure they will. But the problem is, the problem is that there are not, there are not enough people at the hospitals. There are not enough equipment. Right. There are not enough, you know, drugs mm -hmm. to to cure them. That's where the problem is, right? Do you find that there's a lot of racial prejudice in your new city here in Canada? Like, do you experience that? I haven't experienced that personally, mm. but you know, by talking to the friends that I I make here, yeah, I, I feel that there is, yeah. Well, there is. I know there quite is quite a lot of there is. Maybe, for example, I have a friend who. Uh, she she lived first in in Quebec, then she went to British Columbia, mm -hmm. and and then she settled in Toronto. And she says that in Toronto there is less racial prejudice. For example, it's easier for her to get a job here, yeah. but it's there is still there is still prejudice. Yeah, I think there is everywhere, and I think it's very sad. And I hope that this experience with the coronavirus teaches us to be a kinder and gentler people to be yes. more open to each other have more empathy and just i don't know whether they will or not what do you think that's that's a very good question i think that every person will make their own decision will make their own conclusions after this situation i i have a feeling that people might some people might get like you know more resentful yeah. as a result of that and they become more defensive more protective of what they have so that that might be another venue right yeah another. maybe yeah that's sad. especially especially if we go into a recession economically i just feel you know hey i'm just gonna breathe you know i'm gonna do wim hof breathing i'm gonna do what i can to live in the moment and move step by step through this and help others, help as many other people as I can, because I meet quite a few people through the podcast, and I always love when people reach out to me. You said you have a lot of tools and tips that you recommend people use when you do your coaching. What would you, what's a tool or a tip you would recommend someone do who is just trying to move through this coronavirus? Okay. For example, the, the the one tool that I use with my son that I mentioned, mm -hmm. you know, just shooting short videos and sending them. Yeah. And you can you can do a lot of stuff in those videos. For example, you can give some motivation. You can you know do something funny. Just you know the entire video can be can be very simple, but just adding a little uh, like a little touch, a little funny touch to it mm -hmm. can make a difference. So yeah, you know, exchanging those videos can be is a is a very is a very powerful tool. And you know, try to be creative because yeah. it it works both ways. It makes the whole experience fun for
for for both of you and by by being creative you also you know you feel if you, you feel better about yourself because you you go into this creativity mode or mindfulness mode and it's great it's great both for you and for the other person i always ask a question about bullying do you have a story about bullying where mindfulness would have made a difference yes uh, i had like a short experience with bullying back in grade four mm -hmm. and I, that was back in Russia yeah. and b bullying was, was not a huge problem, but in, in Russia in general, but somehow there were about four boys in our class who were coming from sort of dysfunctional families yeah. and there were the other boys, mm -hmm. myself included. And those boys, one day they decided that we, we were supposed to the good boys quote unquote, we're supposed to pay money to them. Oh, nice. <laughs> even, even though back then it, it was still the Soviet Union yeah. and no one had any money back then. Right. So that was cr crazy to begin with. And so they, one day we gathered in the schoolyard and they, they told us the story. And what I remember very well is that one of, one of the good boys, he was, mm, he was so courageous and he was so angry with that, that he stood up immediately and, and uh, he, he fought those bad boys. Mm. So that, that was a, that was a good thing. And uh, someone, someone from the, the good boys group then went to their parents and told them about the situation and it was escalated to the class teacher and it was resolved very quickly. Oh, good. So I'm going to ask you five quick answer questions, Roman. The first one is this. Who is one person who has influenced mindfulness in your life? Well, that's Bruce Langford, of course. I've been a fan of your podcast and, you know, because mindfulness is a big part of my life and your podcast is a great, it's not just a great source of information, but it's a great reminder of the fact that I need to, you know, just put needle on, on mindfulness all the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we we do. I, I really think it improves our life immensely. And it's certainly proven itself to me. Number two, how has mindfulness affected your emotions, Roman? Well, of course, it has made me more calm, more, more disciplined. But uh, I think the most important for me, because I'm such a big fan of focusing, mm -hmm. Uh, the best realization about mindfulness and meditation for me was that when I do this, when I when I do my mindfulness protocol, I I teach myself to concentrate on one thought or one thing, and then I can take this, the muscle that I develop through this, I can take this muscle and then use it in my in the other hours of my day. I can apply it to my work. I can apply it to any other experience like a conversation with someone else so i'm just as i'm focused while doing the protocol i'm also focused during that conversation that's a great answer i really like that i think i probably have an idea how this is going to be answered but tell us how breathing is part of your mindfulness <laughs> <laughs> yes yes uh i do breathing exercises yeah which which are are based on Wim Hof's method. I think I adjusted them a little bit from his original method in a way that appeals to me mostly. Sure. So I do them throughout the day all the time. And the, the good thing I noticed is that 
uh, you know, because I, it's like an anchor. For example, I inhale mm -hmm. through my nose and then I exhale through my mouth. Yes. And by doing this breathing pattern, I, I feel calm. And then I associate this calm state with this breathing pattern. And then I catch myself during the day doing this pattern unconsciously, which is a, which is a good thing because it means that I, I trigger that state in myself by doing that breathing pattern. So I feel better and better and calm. And I also can trigger that state when I need it. For example, if I feel anger, anger rising in me, mm -hmm. I can do the breathing pattern and it immediately recreates that state in me. Yeah, I totally hear you. And Mindful Tribe, Wim Hof is W-I-M space H-O-F. He's a guy from the Netherlands. And if you Google Wim Hof or Wim Hof breathing or anything like that, you'll just get all kinds of information. So it's it's all awesome. It's all worth it. It's there's nothing phony or fake about it. It's it's all amazing. So yeah, it's so cool that you're into Wim Hof as well. I think that's amazing. So my next question, Roman, is this: If you could recommend a book somehow related to mindfulness, what would that be? Uh, I've recently finished Tara Brock's Radical Acceptance. Okay. It, it, it's not exactly about mindfulness, but I think acceptance is a form of, form of mindfulness because uh, when we accept the other person or just anything, instead of resisting it, mm -hmm. we, we are able to be present in that moment. Because if we resist, for example, if we are judgmental, we can't be present. We're, we get into our head, we think about what we're going to say next, how we're going to fix that person, right? Yeah. I agree. And and a big part of it is accepting ourselves. I'm sure she talked a lot about that in the book, did she? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big thing. A lot of times we're resisting who we really are. Yeah. Yeah. Self-hatred. Yeah, right? for sure. Self-bullying, as I call it, and talk about it all the time with my coaching clients. I talk about self-bullying and how we we can change our own mindset. And I'm sure you do. You talk about changing mindset as you do your coaching, probably with relationship yes. coaching. Is there an app that you could recommend that can help people with mindfulness? Uh, not exactly an app, but here's what I do. Mm -hmm. I listen to one track on repeat all the time when I work and when I do some other things. And yeah. it's just a meditation okay. audio, yeah, a short one. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed that it, of course, it you know like creates a barrier between me and the outside world so that I can concentrate more. Right. But I think that by listening to it over and over again and c concentrating again, it, it's like training my concentration muscle. And when I put it on. It's like, again, triggers that concentration state. That's awesome. Yeah. And yeah, I've been doing it for a while. And, and when I heard about this from also from Tim Ferriss, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that, that, that was quite surprising. That was funny because I've, uh, I've been doing it for, for years. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you had already been doing it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Tim Ferriss has lots of suggestions, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's one reason that I, I'm i a little bit afraid of listening to him because after I listen to one podcast episode, I feel like I have now 10 new things to try oh. and I'm, I'm, I'm so compelled to do them. Yeah. 
and you know it's very easy to go crazy <laughs> when you have so many new things to yeah. implement in your life yeah <laughs> yeah well it's been so much fun talking to you roman and i'm so grateful to have have you as a new friend and i hope we can talk lots more other times you know uh, aside from the podcast but thanks so much for being on the show and sharing some insight into how to get through this coronavirus challenge and all this and I know that you have your website at romanmiranoff.com, correct? Dot com. That's right. Yeah. Roman, R-O-M-A-N, and Miranoff is M-I-R-O-N-O-V. And yes. so you've done great work to help people in relationships where they're struggling for one, you know, in one way or another. And I'm sure that you probably connect online with people, don't you? Yes, definitely. And w w one thing that I I would re recommend your listeners do, mm -hmm. if I may. Yeah, absolutely. Is that they go to, yes, to romanmirnov.com slash special. Okay. And that they can download a, a PDF there, which includes pretty good tips for making their relationship better. And when they do that, they they will also qualify for a 30% discount off a package of th three relationship coaching sessions. That's very generous. Thank you so much for doing that. 30% discount off coaching sessions. That's great. And uh, again, thank you for being on the show, Roman, and for reaching out to me. And, uh, you know, all the best as you move through this challenge with the rest of us. Thank you so much, Bruce. The pleasure has been mine, totally. Thank you. Bye now. Bye-bye. Thanks again for listening, Mindful Tribe. Great to have you with us. And remember that book that you can download to do mindfulness with your children. It's a free downloadable book. Just go to mindfulnessmode.com slash 21 ways, as in 21 ways because it's 21 ways to practice mindfulness with your child every day. So uh, anyway, I hope you enjoyed today's interview with Roman, and I hope you're staying grounded and doing lots of like deep breathing and meditating. Those kinds of things can really help you through these times of challenge and and hopefully you're having a great time doing whatever you're doing maybe you'll jump up and and dance put on a, a a youtube video just dance and have some fun with just by yourself or with your housemates anyway thanks for listening to mindfulness mode <laughs>